0: may have heard of us okay inspectors welcome to a special episode of phantology if you're walking on if you're watching on youtube you'll see that we're actually doing our first ever live show of phantology it only took us 30 to 45 minutes (laughs) to set this up and uh we're not proud of that but uh, we are we are proud to uh be reviewing an advanced copy of Daniel Green's novella, The Breach of Peace. Actually not the, just Breach of Peace. And I should mention that we have been on the line joining remote. He's yeah, not because. able to make the live show, unfortunately.
2: Well, I just I want to clarify, this is not live in the sense that it is being streamed live. It is live in the sense that more than one person live. is-
0: Yeah. Yeah, We are living here together in the same small space.
2: Except for me, I'm not, If in case you're not watching on YouTube, but yeah. I also, guys, breach of peace. I'm not sure how much Daniel Green planned this, but BOP is pretty cool as a shortened version of breach of peace, right? Okay. You know. It's a BOP.
1: <laughs> I
0: don't know what that means. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, you know what, that that that's what you get. That's what you get in the live shows, I guess. <laughs> it's a BOP. Have you ever just heard
1: to... someone say that about a, like a song or something?
2: Oh Exclusive man, that's a BOP of songs. Maybe when we're in like the '60s. You're like, oh, that thing's bopping.
0: Yeah, okay, we're dating ourselves here. It's it's a little catchier than like walk for Way of Kings, although that's actually a real word. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just referring to uh, earlier today, Ben and I reviewed Way of Kings uh, with my roommate. And earlier today, I also put out a review of Breach of Peace. So this is my third recording of the day. So we'll see how much energy I've left for this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so we're starting with non-spoilers. We're gonna do a, a quick episode there. The idea is to put this out when the book actually launches. Like we said, uh we got an advanced copy from Daniel Green. So thank you, Daniel, for that. And uh and here is our review, our honest opinion of the book. So no spoilers first. So let's kind of uh talk about the book at a high level. Like what uh what should people expect if they're getting into Breach of Peace?
2: So it says short novella, it's about hundred and forty pages maybe a three-hour... I think the audiobook was three hours. Okay. And we didn't get the audiobook, but that's what um, Murphy said. And it's really exciting. It's a page-turner. It follows three detectives, and it keeps you going through the entire time. I it, I read it in two sittings, um, and I thought that that was a great way to consume it. I think that like halfway through is a pretty good stopping point. Um, anyway, that's kind of high-level. What about this? What about this question? Like, What other book would you compare this to? Like, fans of Blake okay. would enjoy Breach. Like, Uppers. what are the
0: influences that uh, that were beset upon Daniel Green Can... that uh, inspired this?
2: Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about
0: this. <laughs>
1: my my first reaction was Mage. Yeah. Kind of due to the setting time period, but not much else other than that.
2: <laughs> really? So I think if you took Stephen King writing a Dresden like last half of a book, second half of a book, yeah, I and that. combine that with some sort of flintlock fantasy, then you would get this book. Like it, okay. Dresden in the sense that it's just like a page turner, like stuff is happening nonstop. Yeah, 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 it just yeah, goes, yeah. And it, goes, stuff. goes
1: and goes. And it's it, like the main characters are inspectors. So mm-hmm. you have the kind of case mystery that you get with Dresden. Yeah, yeah the
0: whole story is one case And it takes place over a short amount of time.
1: I I really think the Stephen King um, comparison is really apt.
2: Surprisingly, creepy parts done really well. Honestly, I can't remember the last time I was like legitimately kind of afraid, like creeped out by a book. But there is one scene in this book that was legitimately creepy. I would also
1: say the action scenes, especially the more horror-influenced scenes, felt very cinematic. And I mean, that goes to show the strength of his writing. Also just the novellas in general, like they're a little more fast paced and cinematic. Yeah,
0: how much do you think uh, the fact that it was a novella influenced some of the decisions that were made? Like one thing that I would point to is the world building is interesting, but there wasn't quite enough time for him to set up too many details. So it left yeah. me wanting more. And I feel like in a longer frame book, we would have got that. But I think he kind of had to make the decision that he wasn't going to do all that info dump stuff of the setting because there just wasn't enough time. And it would be way too, it would clog up the, the shortened number of pages.
1: Yeah, I think he definitely has a world fleshed out in his own mind and his notes. Um, but obviously you can't get in all to that um, in a novella. But he does drop enough hints to let us know that, okay, there is something a lot more here that we're just going to need more content in order to fully, like, experience it.
2: And it's kind of like you're in the plateau on Breath of the Wild. That's kind of how I thought of it. Like, you're, you kind of <laughs> do, okay. like, one shrine, you're up on one tower, you kind of see a little bit of the world, and that's yeah. that. okay. well, what, like that about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ben? What comparisons would you do?
2: Yeah, I I thought about Dresden, for sure, when I was reading it. Especially because the first book of Dresden also kind of have has a, a, graphic crime scene in it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was very- not as, not as graphic. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, in Dresden, it's not really spoilers, but you got like hearts exploding out of ribcage in the middle of, a sexual act. So
0: it's pretty graphic. There, yeah. When you I mean, say so that nice. way, <laughs> <laughs> when you say it that way, it sounds bad. Pretty <laughs> <gonna> Demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> Are we?
2: we We got nothing to lose here. <laughs> but yeah, so it's that's why it's comparable. Uh, I also think it was pretty. It was pretty dark, you know. So if if you like, you know, Joe Abercrombie or these like a little bit more dark books, then then mm-hmm. you'll like this book.
0: Yeah, I would say it's for sure grim dark, and it's it's I think on the top of the dark fantasy list right now.
2: Yeah, it's it's like grim dark combined with horror. I'd say yeah, there's some, some horror aspects of
0: it. <laughs> Sounds quite dark.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say during our, our uh, February review news, fantasy news episode, mm-hmm. we asked the question can it still be considered fantasy if there's no magic in it? Yeah. And this book kind of straddles that line. There is magic. And we talked about like the creature magic that can occur in some books. And I think that that kind of straddles this line. Mm-hmm. But magic wasn't like a pervasive influence in the book. And it's never really clear if. If it really has magic, you know. Yeah, it could yeah. be some. Type is it, of it magic scientific. or is it technology well, or something? Yeah, science. let's not get too far into spoilers. Yeah, but right. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. That's like, kind of the general feel of the book.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll also throw 1984 out there as an influence. I yeah. think there's there's some just like the way that the society is set up kind of has that like controlling feel to it, and it's not explored a whole lot. But that's the vibe I got.
2: You also know, yeah. Red Rising could be a good comparison comparison too. It kind of red rising has that kind of like Orwellian feel um, okay. in some parts you know i'm thinking specifically in the f- first part this of the dystopian
1: esque type thing right okay i don't know that being said don't think you're going in to read a dystop- dystopian novel because it's right, right. not it's mm-hmm. not a dystopian novel mm-hmm. just the government that exists in it is
0: similar to one yeah yeah So I think we do need to give a content warning we kind of already danced around this with the with just the nature of the the grim dark and horror there's there's a lot of graphic like gore type of things, especially so uh, if that's not something you're going to stomach super well you want to skim over some parts or maybe this this isn't for you, Um, and then there's some 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 significant swearing as well, Um, so both those things should just be noted
2: yeah. I agree with that. It's definitely not a book that you'd like, I I probably wouldn't give it to my 13 year old nephew. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a book that. No, it's definitely
0: an an adult.
2: Yeah. It would stick with you if you read it when you're good. Oh, but that being said, you could probably skip over the first like five pages and it gets significantly less violent after that.
0: And we'll talk more about uh, some of those things in our next episode, which will be dropped right after this will be full spoilers.
2: Okay, some, some other non spoiler things that we could talk about are things like prose. What do yeah. we think about that? Yeah,
0: so that's kind of like Daniel Green's a BookTuber. He dropped a book. Is he an author? That's probably what most people are gonna come into this thinking, right? And I mentioned this in the YouTube video that that I put out, but uh, sometimes you hear of someone writing a book, your uncle, your brother, your BookTuber friend, whatever. And I always kind of like internally cringe or I'm just like a little worried to read it. It's like, what if it's yeah. not good, you know? And so I think most people are wondering that, right? Like, is Daniel Green an author as well? And I think he is, right? Like we all enjoyed this book and it was his first published work and there were probably little, so a few, a few rough patches that can definitely be smoothed over with more practice, but you know, for, for first publication, great job.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to read one passage that I thought was really, really good writing And it's uh, so it says his eyes refused to leave hers, their gray calm clashed with her own brown eyed fury. And then it has a swear word that I'm not gonna say, (laughs) so but I mean, why why even say that? You could just talk. but okay so but that's pretty good right his eyes refuse to move hers their gray calm clash with her own brown-eyed fury i mean that's like pretty good prose and it's something i would have never thought to put in a book like eye colors clashing with each other pretty good daniel I, i think to go along
1: with steven's point a lot of people are gonna look at daniel as you know a fan of fantasy but can a fan be an author and i think that's kind of like a irrational judgment to be made because every fantasy author yeah. since tolkien
0: has been a fan of fantasy right yeah. that's They're why all, they write they it. all read each other tolkien and cs lewis we're buddies yeah. yeah so
1: um yeah i definitely think he is an author this is uh much better than i would have expected a youtuber to be
0: able to do so yeah. stop thinking of him as just a youtuber right. Think of him as an author. It's like, uh, what was that? Jake Paul or Logan Paul going into the boxing ring? Who's, who's that guy? Yeah,
1: this is, the, <laughs> this is the equivalent of the Pauls becoming,
2: transitioning to boxing. <laughs>
0: just think of it that way.
2: <laughs> so, so one thing I will say, and Daniel talked about this on one of his live streams or one of his videos, but he talked about how he did go through like an editing process and mm-hmm. how he paid an editor to go through and edit it and smooth out some of the rough parts. And you can tell. And yeah. he, he kind of put that out there in the self public industry that sometimes people will skip that step and it's understandable because that like costs money mm-hmm. and people are just doing this as a little pet project, mm-hmm. but I think that's really what made this read well, you can tell that like a professional went over this and helped him smooth out some parts. I think that yeah. said,
0: and maybe I'm just a pro snob, but I felt like there are a few times it's a little jarring, like some of the wording that he used, like I felt like we were busting out the the, the uh, was that Did he use that? There there was some definitely yeah, uh, some thesaurus. I can never say <laughs> that word, thesaurus. That was definitely busted out. Uh I, I would assume. I don't know, maybe he's got an amazing lexicon. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't feel that way. Yeah. You know, it never I mean I mean I felt like I was reading Miles on a couple of times where it's like, what what is this word? He obviously isn't
1: Patrick Rothfuss, but I didn't think the pros gotten away with the story at all. I think there's times it definitely made the story more enjoyable. But yeah, yeah nothing yeah. negative to say about the pros for me.
2: Well, Jake, I remember you saying that you thought you found a typo. So I don't know if that has to do with pros or what. But The, the typo had to do with um,
1: a character's last name. And I'm not even right. sure if it is a typo. I have to go back and look.
0: <laughs> All right. Hold the presses on that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stephen, I have a question for you yeah what did you think about the names because i know that you're a big name nerd you're or name snob more like it like yeah Things just can't be too complicated I, I, turns out i'm, a, I'm also... a snob
0: in general yeah <laughs> I, I don't i don't like names that are too crazy out there uh they need to be original ones... too yeah they right. should be original but they also shouldn't be so hard that i like don't know how to pronounce them or don't remember them i thought for the most part i mean the main character's name is is clid k-h-l-i-d which is definitely not a name I've ever heard before, but I didn't hate it. Oh. The rest of the names are pretty. Yeah, Chapman is normal. a good name. Yeah, I like I like Chad. Yeah. I like
1: Sam. Sam is one we've heard before. When oh. when I read her name, Clid, it made me think, oh, this is kind of different. I wonder why he chose this name when all the other names are a little more, yeah, commonplace. It, it, let's not
2: get into spoilers because I feel like I might.
1: Oh yeah, 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 I know. But I'm interested to learn how like how people come up with names that they want to use especially when that one is so different than others within the
0: same book okay so uh what else should we talk about in the non-spoiler i mean the, the we should maybe mention like the plot and in general the pacing it, it read very quickly it was exciting it was your murder mystery type feel yeah. to it you could usually read this in one sitting I think, yeah
2: did you jake I think, yeah yeah i feel like i wanted to but i just started kind of late at night and About the 50% way, I just kind of needed to go to sleep. But yeah, you could easily read this in one sitting. The 50% mark, or it's like 48%, is a really good stopping point. Yeah, I think, like you said, it's a fast read.
1: Not in a negative way, um, in a good way. Like, it's a page turner. I think the plot was pretty well done for a mystery. That can kind of be hard to execute, make sure you leave enough clues to get people interested, but not too much to make it obvious. Like, I think he balanced that pretty well.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that there, from the very first start, you're trying to kind of figure along with everybody. And so that was good. Another thing that was done exceptionally well was the character work. I think that you, you, there's kind of three main uh, investigators and air inspectors, I should say. And each one of them had like a distinct personality and a distinct tone about them and had a cool voice and they have a good like repertoire yeah between themselves and you felt you felt like your camp dropped into these people's lives and they had like well-established relationships mm. that came through and yeah. even like the Steven tertiary Sticks characters of this. <laughs> i i don't i don't know i think that was one of the weaker parts for me to be honest i think that two of them had a really good personality i don't know about the third but i thought that i thought that that made it was made up for with uh with tertiary yeah. characters like the captain Okay. Uh, we're kind of getting into spoilers but not really we're just yeah yeah so that's good we'll talk more about these, these i mean hot takes
1: it, this this, this is hard to judge it's a novella there's not a lot of time to really that's, get the, yeah. into the characterization yeah. that's the thing also it's a brand new world we don't really know about so it's it's really hard to judge i would say you know it's not the best characterization you've ever seen no but definitely above average solid yeah. work
2: okay yeah so the last thing I'll say for non-spoiler things you might not, might want to know, there is an audiobook and it is narrated by Michael Kramer and Kate Redding. So I know for a lot of our listeners that's going to be a big deal. So if that's something that you're into, uh, definitely like that up. And I mean, just support Daniel Green because he's done a lot for I think just fantasy books in general. And this is yeah, a yeah. way to uh, kind of give back.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Let's be, uh, let's close this out with some ratings. So out of ten. So what do you guys give the novella? I'm going to give my
1: rating as well as my favorite aspect of the novella. So for me, all right. I felt <laughs> like just cuz I had more to say, I guess. I <laughs> felt like the the, the, the spookiness, horror, like the thriller aspect was I feel like it was done super well and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's cuz I just wasn't expecting it and it came out of nowhere and I just really liked it. Yeah. But I I really enjoyed that. Okay. Ratings out of 10 are so subjective, but I'm going to say eight out of 10. 8 nice. out of 10, Josh?
2: Yeah, I'm going to say eight out of 10 too. I mean, with the caveat that this, I'm doing this as a first published book. Yeah, you kind yeah. of have I to. Mean, yeah. So yeah, in I'm not context. Like, I'm not like, I think I gave Rhythm of War an eight out of 10 as well. So like, this is yes. obviously like, a different eight out of 10 than like Rhythm of yeah. War. Eight, <laughs> eight, eight out, out of
1: 10, 10? really? Yeah, I, I definitely gave Rhythm of War eight out of 10. Well, I gave it nine different out of Different context though.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, so I feel like I've given a lot of eight out of 10s lately, but this like was a really big treat for me. I expected yeah. that Daniel would put out something good because I mean, I don't know him, but it seems like he comes across as somebody that wouldn't put something out. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just based on his like YouTube channel quality. Mm-hmm. And so I expected it to be like readable, but it, I didn't expect it to like really, really suck me in and it like consumed me the way it did okay so i'm just gonna i'm gonna take a kind of an opposite approach and compare it i i think you got to compare it to like great books right so like for me i don't read very many novellas most of the novellas i have read are by sanderson i'm not gonna lie okay. yeah, so like true so if i think about like emperor cell that's gonna be like a nine nine and a half out of ten i love that book Shadows. page turner first and then and the force of
0: hell Shadows of a
2: yeah super good like Nine nine and a half again.
0: That'd be a really good comparison to this, book. what too. about the Dresden novellas, like the ones that make up the compilation? Of, well, those are kind of no, more short stories. Those are those are I mean, I guess they're not 140 pages, they're a little short. Yeah, yeah,
2: I don't know. But so if I'm comparing it to those books, I'm mean, gonna I have to say like a six out of ten because I Ooh. like I don't know. But if this I'm was, just comparing like, sorry, I like this more than the original by Brandon Sanderson and the person he collabed with. Yeah, oh, I, me, too. The, me too. Yeah, I probably like it more than the originals. Yeah,
0: yeah, that one wasn't my favorite, to be but honest. But again,
2: that's kind of more of an experimental medium. You're collabing yeah. with another author for an Audible original. I don't I'm know. Just saying, as as a way that I like legitimately like this book better than that book, I think it, 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 that's a lot of weight. Yeah, no, no, I agree. But that's why I'm not sitting here giving it like a four out of ten. I think it's a really Phantology
0: good. Book. believes that Daniel Green is better than Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> <heard it> <laughs>
2: Okay. I think that okay whatever yeah you can all right I'm going you, you 7.5 70.
0: okay. <laughs> I'm going 7.5 out of 10 uh, I think we already kind of talked about reasons do you guys like to love, I, I mean I got a solid book 7.5 is a good rating okay. yeah all right. all right okay thanks for tuning in to the non-spoiler edition on the flip side in the next episode we publish which I believe we're going to try to drop in the same day we will do full spoiler talk through the plot what we liked what we didn't like etc so watch for that one See you then. See ya. See ya.